Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 19. And today we have another bite-sized chat that we have labeled a site bite. Dan and I want to follow up on an earlier discussion we had on ChatGPT in episode 17. So we'll see what we have coming for you. You ready, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I think episode 17 was really focused on students and how students yes. use ChatGPT in the classroom. And this mm -hmm. uh, episode, we're going to look at how can we in technology use ChatGPT to assist us in our in our works. Yeah, because I know once we concluded, you had some good feedback just as far as from the staff level or employees. Can you share some of those ideas or how, your usage for your staff or even yourself? Yeah, I mean, it just came in like a like a storm, right? In the last few months, uh, where ChatGPT just kind of arose out of the ether, and all of a sudden, I'm starting to learn it, starting to to work with it. And then it's really going around in those tech meetings with teachers and uh, with concern for, you know, student abuse, but also teachers wanting to use it themselves to help create lesson plans, find out mm -hmm. more information. So where I was really kind of blindsided about from it because I really didn't foresee that part of it because we had teachers and ed tech persons now wanting not only access to chat GPT, but there's also a paid version of it. And from our initial first look at it, it can get kind of expensive because the more you ask chat GPT and utilize it, the more mm -hmm. that goes up. So it's like a pay as you go. It's like an old prepaid phone. The more you use it, the more it goes up. So something You're to be concerned about. <laughs> so I know, yeah, with my our staff, I... Because our staff are different skill levels, different exposure to technology. And I think one of my department meetings I had it, uh, let's say, two or three months ago. And I just some are already familiar with it. They use it for a variety of things. Others had no clues. So I tried to use it in a, a cool, unique way. I had it write me basically like a 16 bar rap verse. And then I played some instrumental and was rapping basically what it produced. And everybody was amazed. I'm like. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool, but you can't use it for other functional purposes, but it's very unique. And I'm still exploring and playing around with it because I think even after the the first episode, I didn't know because I didn't really do too much research into like the ways you prompt it. You can have it do it in a tone, in a style or, or write it at this educational level. So those different prompting fields or requirements, whatever you want to call it, it did help me have a more uh, specific product that I was looking for. Have you developed in how you prompt chat GPT? Because I think it was a cue when I first heard that they're actually creating new careers called, and one specifically a prompt engineer, how this will be like the new level of job, actually being able to query AI to get the specific results that you want. So have you played around and, and been more, I guess, more skillful in your prompting to chat GPT or any other AI solution, uh, Dan? Yeah, what's really cool is, I guess when I first started using it, I wasn't being specific enough, wasn't narrowing it down to the exact kind of information I was looking for. You tend to ask broader questions. But the ChatGPT is pretty powerful in the sense that you can narrow it down to very specific things and get quality answers. For example, one of our coordinators said, hey, we're hiring for a new position and we don't have questions for the interview yet. Does anybody know 
or can we get a list of questions? Can you guys think it up? She reached out to the engineers. Find us some questions that we can ask an audio video specialist. I asked Jack GPT that same question very quickly. What are 10 interview questions that I can ask an audio video specialist for a job interview? It gave me 10 fantastic questions that wrote better than I could, <laughs> than I do. Punctuation, everything was really good. And I turned that into the coordinator within seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that probably would have took a couple of hours amongst a pool of people to figure out good questions was generated. And one of the other engineers had the same idea I did, asked chat GPD mm-hmm. the same question, but in a little bit different tense and a little sense. Mm-hmm. And got roughly close answers, but different. So we were able to select two different groups and find quality questions, asking similar things, but getting uh, good answers. And I typically forget, like, we have this resource at our fingertip because I actually went through that struggle in HR inquiring, where are your questions at for the position you have? And I kept blowing around, like, can you just send me what they utilized the last time and not noting, not realizing I could have just did something as simple as you just stated and just prompted this AI and it would have given me some answers in a really quick manner matter of time. So, so I, think, I need like, to just have yeah. that as my first go-to now. <laughs> yeah, like stepping back and looking at it, like, hey, what is chat GPT for people who are just coming in? Uh, uh, we're familiar with uh, Google searching, right? So you you right. type in Google a question you want answered, and Google will send you like uh, literally a billion websites that are close-ish right. to what you're trying to find. Where chat GPT really differs from a general Google search is, it's already read all those websites. And then it uses AI to understand the question that you asked it and gives you what it thinks is the best possible answer to that question. So it's it's really amazing how that technology is working. And I'm trying to utilize it in work whenever I can because it's such a huge time saver. If I'm writing a technical email to somebody, they're asking me, hey, uh, Dan, I need to access, hey, how do I access something in Active Directory? Instead of trying to figure out those exact words, hey, what is that vocabulary? I'll ask that silly question <laughs> as specifically as I can to chat mm-hmm. GPT. And it prompts me with a with a really good answer that I just have to tailor and change to fit our environment, which like I know that vocabulary, but I might not know. Oh, yeah, Microsoft calls this space Azure mm-hmm. Active Directory, whatever. You know, they're mm-hmm. changing daily almost. But yeah, it's to... To really find out really good questions, I think will give you the better answers and to utilize them. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Google, I know there's been some um, search engines that actually incorporated AI into their their search. And now, like you say, it's uh, it's already has those. It already did the queries and now it's just generative. So it's like generative AI. So it already it's just giving you what you, you're, you're requesting immediately. And, it, and basically being it's. I don't know who used Bing in the past or in the this not so distant future, but now it's come up and it's uh, competing in somewhat in some cases taking over as far as the search solution for uh, individuals because of the AI embedded in its uh, its search solution. So that's pretty good. And I know speaking of generative AI, we are only talking about prompt and text, but there's also other solutions where I've seen where they create artwork music, 
tone they'll speak in the voice like in the voice of a person so audio engineering and ai is just it's taking over in so many fields right now and i've seen somewhere it's still a work in progress because uh I, I think on one of the facebook groups i was in it was like show me black people driving a tesla and it looked like half their body was outside the windshield while mm. the other half was in the car so it's still trying to format different things but i've seen somewhere it's been really creative and really slick solutions how they basically ai is doing all the the work for you and all you have to do is just prompt you just have to know as you stated specifically how to prompt what you what you want so yeah, for a good classroom application, because I came, I'm a, a technology guy that was helping in in the classroom, right? So helping teachers. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of uh, teachers request, hey, Dan, can you allow us access to this one website that has really great writing prompts? What if you mm -hmm. can give a kid access to chat GPT or some type of, uh, like you said, image creation, where they can use their mm -hmm. own imagination to ask a question to create that writing mm -hmm. prompt for the student. Super powerful and something meaningful to the kid that they have buy-in because it's something that they've helped create. So they're probably be more willing at that point to write about it. Now, if they use chat GPT to create that writing, then you might have yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, shot yourself in the foot. But we're trying to figure <laughs> out ways to to engage right. students in the long run and, and get them interacting with uh what they're trying to teach in the classroom. Well, this is the this is their environment. This is their world now because I look at my kids sometimes they can't spell a word and we have like these echoes in the house. So they use Alexa, how do you spell this when they're trying to prompt or write in the text for their YouTube video that they're searching for? Or Alexa, what time? So they're already querying or asking a computer for further instructions or guidance. So this is just another level to that because this is their world and it will remain their world. And we as dinosaurs need to adapt and, and get up to par with them as well. Yeah, yeah. On a personal note, I saw my wife, uh, she had told me that she had uh, downloaded uh, the chat GPT onto her phone and she was using it to answer text messages. I was, that's super <laughs> freaking cool. Like who'd have, think, who would have thought you could copy the text message, drop it in the app and it, it'll it just write the response back for you. So I asked her, how many times have you done that to me? <laughs> she said only a couple. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's an actual good idea because... Sometimes when you're introverted, and I hate some some people I don't want to respond to. So that I would be curious of what response it would give. Oh, so uh, yeah, it could be very strange. I tried it myself. Yeah. I thought turnabout's fair play. I asked ChatGPT, "Hey, ChatGPT, compose a lovely text for me to send to my wife." Mm -hmm. And I thought this is going to be fun. I, I copied, I sent it to her and she said, that wasn't you. <laughs> she knew right off the bat, <laughs> it was way more a touching feeling and romantic than I ever have been. We're so more that's like, we're more like robots and it's more human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I had to dumb down chat GPD if I wanted to sound like me. <laughs> So that just goes to show you the different scope. I mean, it's not just technical, mm -hmm. how we could use it to, hey, figure out, hey, how do I set the timing on this car and it'll give you exact instructions. It could actually sound crazily more romantic than I do. It could mm -hmm. help me compose a lot of emails. Uh, a lot of my emails that are like, hey, this is the technical instruction for XYZ. 
I just copied the question that somebody sent me into chat GPT. I have chat GPT answer it. I review the answer, make sure it sounds and fits for our environment and paste it right back mm-hmm. in reply. So it could definitely facilitate communication very quickly, uh, efficiently, and it'll give you ideas you probably didn't think of or would think of. And sometimes I uh, will pad it if like, oh, I didn't talk about this. Let me add it. So kind of like a, it's that prompt for me as well in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So it, it starts my journey where I could finish that journey. Do you see at a, at any point in time, and probably in the near future, that we'll eventually have to start training our staff or exposing our staff to chat GPT and getting familiarized with prompting it to give them a a solution that would be basically make their job more efficient in their job where they're not spinning the wheels and overthinking. Cause sometimes you may assign a task to an employee and you mentioned just as far as the questions, something that would take you hours to do. If they realize they had that same resource at their fingertips, they could produce whatever task that you've assigned them to in a, a short amount of time. And it frees them up to do other things instead of the, the mundane. So do you think at some point in time we'll, be that be almost like an onboarding or some like a training that uh, we want to expose them to i think for for technology that's a must right because i don't know about you and your environment but i'm always behind (laughs) i always have tickets piling up so anything that can help me move push that load and and get me closer to net zero on tickets which is never happens right you always got stuff stuff churning and burning I think this is just another fantastic tool we could utilize to help streamline that. And if you're teaching like, hey, a new IT person, this is invaluable. I mean, this is fantastic, especially if you're that person coming in and you're learning IT or maybe an intern. You got the wealth of an basically advanced internet coming at you with all the answers. I think for our, our, our newbies, In this field, this is a fantastic tool. And for the old guys like me who are still trying to learn things every day, it's also a fantastic tool. It's, I think, a big impact for us in our field, but also in that, uh, in the classroom as well. So I see it from the people we support. It's going to make their jobs better, maybe help guide some of our teachers and administrators. So I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get a lot of uh, requests, a lot of, feedback from our staff with, uh, you know, hey, how do I use this? Do we have like an official policy on using it? And how can I bring this into our classroom? Yeah. And I'm thinking the ones who should really excel in this is those in the ed tech space who understand the technology piece. But when you have that teacher, that instructor lens, you see things from a different level and how you can basically better educate or improve the instruction for your your students. And so having that ed tech piece, then they are able to see it, see it used in a greater purpose where they can train other teachers and expose teachers to something new, something creative, something that'll keep this, the, the kids engaged. So they would want to come to school and so they would want to use the technology. So they would want to be instructed by their teachers and, and it gives them something to be a part of that it connects with. And so I, I, I would see it as a win-win for both. And some, cause I know there's still that line where people are fearful of cheating and whatnot like that. But I think we also just have to just be aware that like this is expanding their creativity. So they're not limited to the, basically their 
natural senses or capabilities. Sometimes we have brain fog and I've even had some staff who are writing books, they utilize ChatGPT basically to help them with that brain fog where they're having writer's block and they need some assistance and it's helped them open up ideas and avenues and they take bits and pieces and make it their own. So I think this tool would be used in so many ways as from our last episode, when we discussed it to now, it's already been changing and it's and the dynamic is already impacting so many areas and fields. And as you say, we're, I'm like you still trying to catch up. <laughs> you try to uh, get time to, to utilize and play around with it. Um, but yeah, I want us to be basically stay on par ahead so we can educate those that are coming behind us in some ways. The beginning of this podcast, you mentioned being at Q. Was was this at Q? I'm I'm kind of wondering how much of the floodgates is this going to open for us uh, when this does reach that ed tech community? When those folks uh, are going to reach out to uh, their technology staff? I can't think of his, his name, uh, but it's on um, the tip of my toes or tongue, I should say. <laughs> but he was he was doing a, a session. I think he did. Uh, there was a Q and A session. But he was doing his own solo session where he was talking about the ginormity of what chat GPT will be and what currently is and how it's growing. He was sharing how one individual already wrote a children's book in a weekend and also had the graphics uh, developed by AI. He gave different tools where we can start playing around with the image creation, the video creation. But then there's also that fear too, like we said, as far as copywritten issues, but also deep fakes. So now yeah. you have the ability to alter images and you have the ability to alter voices and you can change anything. So now you have to be careful of that. Like I wasn't there, but this picture, this video <laughs> disputes your claim. So we, it's some good sides and some bad sides. So he's basically, they were basically making us aware of the, the great potential it has, but also the other end of the spectrum where the nefarious uh, beings will just use it for no good. So, but at the same time, I was just amazed at how much it could do already. And it's still learning. And like, I know, Chat GPT, I think it's on version four now, which is more robust than the current, the past three or 3.5, whatever version it is. So, but maybe that's on the pay scale, the, the paid version, you get the more elite one. So, but yeah, I yeah. think uh, the teachers, they, they've been exposed and I, now I'm having more administrators saying, yeah, we play with that when we're trying to create lesson plans or we were trying to do. So I think People are getting their their feet wet right now, and the more they get wet, then they're going to brainstorm and share, oh, we can do this for this, or we can utilize this for this. And I think it's just going to further increase as we further prompt it, and it's going to learn from its queries on how to produce better content or results for the end user overall. Hey, and how long before that first question in our ticketing system is, did you ask chat GPT first <laughs> instead of have you Googled it? <laughs> yeah. Recommended solution. <laughs> chat GPT. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I know this is a bite-sized episode, so we don't want to take too much of you guys time, but hopefully if you guys out there, you listeners have innovative solutions or query or prompts or how you use chat, GPT, please let us know. And me and Dan, we we appreciate you guys. I appreciate this opportunity to work with Dan on this episode. And we'll just talk to you soon, or should I say later on our next episode. 
Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye.